In a valley, on a mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in her flames. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara. Thank you for joining us this morning. Brian is on the other line. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, listeners. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent her who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do. Because she who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever she wishes, knowing she goes there with us. We will be healed as we let her teach us to heal. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Wonderful day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's the, um, we recognize it's the second Sunday after Thanksgiving. We didn't have a program last week because I was traveling from Seattle back to um, California. But, uh, so we'll probably talk a bit about Thanksgiving today, but today's topic is fear-driven lives or love-driven, which do you choose? pretty big question you know I think most of us would answer it so easily and yet we so resist being loving creatures because we want to be sure that we stand out in the crowd Um, and uh, so we'll talk a bit about that today Brian and I are going to talk about the role of fear in our lives and and breaking away from the cycle of fear and as I was making a slight change uh, actually my guide's had me go back in and spell fear in the lowercase, and I see I probably should have done it in both places, and spell love in the higher case or uppercase. So thank you for joining us today, this Sunday after Thanksgiving weekend, to talk about fear in our lives. Before we get to that, uh, we invite all of you or any of you to call in and be a part of the show yourself, 646-595-3584. And we're going to talk a bit about just what's going on in our lives. And Brian, tell me, uh, I believe, is it your grandmother's birthday close in time to now also? It's actually my sister's birthday. Your sister's Her birthday, birthday is on December the 4th. Oh, okay. Brian, how many people are in your family? Well, there's five in the immediate family. And my brother actually lives up in Sacramento near you. Okay. And then my sister lives with my parents who live about five miles from me down here in Southern California. All right. And are you the middle child, the oldest child, the youngest child? I'm the middle child. The middle child. Okay. And you were all able to come together for Christmas, is that right? Yes. Or excuse me, well, Thanksgiving. For the, for the wrong, place, wrong holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm getting ready. <laughs> I just finished my shopping yesterday. Oh, you're all done? Yes, I did. I did it all, though, online. I, um, okay. Fantastic. I really... Yes, I know. I, you know, I have to counterbalance my reclusive tendencies. I'm not sure if it's reclusion or uh, shyness. Probably both. But um, I did it yesterday online, uh, and I, I just don't do well in the crowds in the stores. And, and But I don't mind waiting in line. It isn't the waiting in line. It's just that there are so many people around um, that I just kind of absorb so many different emotions. And, you know, I think I, I absorb a lot of fear. A lot of fear about, gee, I need to buy this because if I don't get this gift uh, of this quality, even though I can't afford it, then it's not going to be good enough and, and people aren't going to appreciate me enough. And and I guess that's why. Now that I think about it, it was a long time ago that I started actually shopping late at night when other people weren't shopping, probably for the same reason, without being honest enough with myself to give that reason. Um so I don't like to be inside the stores uh, with people at this time of year because they're so fear-driven. They really are. And, you know, decisions are made based on what costs the most. And, frankly, what costs the most is not always the best gift for someone. And and I personally don't think that you need, although this year I am doing this, but I don't need, think you need to have, like, this measuring rod that says, okay, now I spent uh, $75 on this person, so I have to spend $75 on this person. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. The only exception, the only exception for me uh, in that regard is my uh, children and grandchildren. And I try very much to spend very close to the same amount of money. And, in fact, for my grandchildren, I normally, if I weren't going to the home where the majority of them live in Chicago for Christmas, I normally buy them stock. Now, they got pounded by the fall in the stock market. There's no doubt about it. But uh, birthday money goes into stock purchases, uh, and uh, Christmas present money goes into stock purchases. You know, rather than just, they seem to have everything in the world they could possibly want. So anyway, you've heard a little bit about uh, my shopping excursion yesterday, but uh, so tell me what you did with your family for the Thanksgiving holiday. Well, well we, we came to together fun. and, yeah, yeah, sure. We came together and we cooked together as a family and and then enjoyed the food together as a family. And it was just a really good time of kind of having the music playing, some Christmas music playing in the background while we were preparing the food and, and eating the food. And it was just a really good day as far as Christmas, as far as Thanksgiving Day went. And, um, so actually, we kind, of, we kind of had two Thanksgiving meals because uh, my sister's birthday, was, we just celebrated yesterday, and we, yeah. on the Thanksgiving, um, like, holiday, or when you're, when you're building up toward it, you know, how they have turkeys at a pretty good price. So we decided to get yes. two turkeys, and so we had one again last night. So that was good. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. 
Well, it looks like we have a caller here, so why don't we see if our caller would like to add something to what's going on at this point. It's from the 000 network area code, which I don't know where that is. Hello. Hi. uh, Welcome. This is Mara. Hello. Hello, Mara. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello, Mara. Um, My name is Vivian. Can you hear me? Tell me your name again. I'm sorry. My name is Vivian, and I'm Vivi in the chat room normally. Hi, Um, Vivi. Yes. How are you today? Well, um, I I don't know whether you've noticed. I don't seem to have any chat, and I haven't had chat for quite a few days now. Um, And, uh, well, I was there for all of, I don't know, about 60 seconds, and I said hello to both of you. Hello, Brian, by the way. Um, and, and then I, I, I lost uh, chat again. And I told you I was on Skype just listening, actually. <laughs> yes. Oh, hi, I see you here listening on Skype. Well, good for you. I see that now. You know what? I have to tell you, Vivi, can I confess? I'm very bad about the, the chat room during the time that we're on the air. And the only time I think about it is normally when... Um, we have a, a long period uh, where Brian is talking, and I just don't want to miss a minute of what he's saying. So I may say hi or thanks or something. But the, for the most part, I'm not the chat person. I, I'm not good at it, but I'm so glad that you've called us. Vivi, where, Vivi, where is 000? What area code is that? It's the, it's the Skype number. It used to be 111, I believe. Oh, your Skype number. Oh, okay. Okay, yes, well, we're pleased. I'm in Europe, you see. Yes, yes. I sense that you might be <laughs> in Europe. And that's wonderful. Oh. <laughs> good, good luck with the show. <laughs> it all sounds Thank you. very... Thank you, Viv. Thank good you to hear so your much. voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wonderful bye-bye. to hear your voice. Bye-bye, Brian. Bye-bye, Maya. Bye-bye. Take care now. Peace be with you today, okay? And please hang yes. around if you want. Oh, hang yes. Around. Thank you. All right. Thank, we're so appreciative uh, for all of our listeners. And, Viv, I've noticed that you're there often and very appreciative that you listen. Thank you very much. So as we were saying, we were talking a bit about what was going on in our lives. You know what's interesting for me uh, in terms, and I, I may be filling people in on this. It seems like maybe I say the same thing, and I, I hope that I don't, but I'm in awe at the peace I feel in life, totally in awe. In fact, when I, I go into a meditative state, I immediately uh, begin having, I, I see crystal clear water, just crystalline water, and I, I just feel at peace that everything is okay. And it's taking a lot to nudge me away from that. But as a consequence of feeling so much peace, I'm able to identify those fear-driven moments, those things when I say things and, and that 
I'm thinking, why in the world did you say that? What what prompted you? And generally it interests me because it's things that make, the things that I say that take me away from my peace do not need to be said at all. And um, they're just, and I look at them and I look at the words and the ego part of them, the ego-driven quality to them of wanting to be recognized and it interests me sometimes not always wisely sometimes as a victim oh poor you somebody said that to you or um or uh, for recognition of something i've accomplished oh yes we all know how much you're doing and i'm thinking you know i i don't when i hear the words i do not need them they don't fill me in and instead i have a sense of of emptiness within myself that i've like i've taken a chunk of my peace and thrown it away i've invited in the chaos and now i have to backpedal back you know it's like it was my birthday this week i'm not saying that to say say happy birthday but what was so interesting about anyway <laughs> I, know, I knew that was coming. I thought, ah! <laughs> here we go. I shouldn't have said it, but I, but it's a good example. As well, how does it finally get to forty-five? Yes, I know. It's fine. It's fun to finally be there. <laughs> as <laughs> I was, as I was um, going through the day, you know, and and people were were wishing me happy birthdays, and my kids, and this is, my birthday is before Christmas, and so, as you all know, obviously it was this week, and so generally, uh, my birthday has not been a gift time, and I know lots of people's are, and I, I think in the past, it bothered me, and as I was driving to work the day after my birthday, I thought, how interesting, how interesting what peace and I didn't hear from some people until the day after my birthday and uh, you know but I still felt such great peace so I, I didn't personalize they're not calling I didn't personalize the Christ, or the birth, birthday present thing I didn't personalize any of it I didn't throw away a chunk of myself I just didn't care and I hate to sound cold because that sounds dispassionate to say I didn't care but the fact of the matter is I don't care I don't care what other people are thinking I care only about whether I'm doing my best and using the and I use the um, Don Miguel Luis's uh, four agreements definition of best it varies from day to day and so, very interesting this week, uh, of, of great, you know, momentous week, the day of your birth, when all of the stars are lining up and everything, and, and, and if you're open to messages, you, I find that I get many, many messages uh, from love and um, about, you know, changing times, moving toward love. But I find that found this week, probably for the first time in my entire life, it just didn't matter to me 
except as it related to getting those messages. I, I didn't, I felt fine. I felt perfect and at peace. So that may be partially what opened me up to this topic. And I'd like to expand a little bit on what you said there with the aspect of not caring as to whom called you and who gave you a gift and whatnot. I think the way to describe that a little bit to those who might not understand what it is that you're saying, because it's not a place of not caring, really, but it's more of a place of of not determining your experience in life to be around such events. In other words, so often, we want things to be perfect. And th- such events that we have in our daily lives or in our imagined um, experiences, let's take weddings, for instance. You know, a lot of times the woman could, everything has to be perfect. It has to have this, it has to have this, it has to flow like this. And they're trying so hard to make it all happen in the perfect way. And of course, as we know, there's never been such thing as a perfect wedding. They can get close, don't get me wrong, as far as events in one's mind. But nothing is ever going to go exactly as you would desire it to be. And so when we can start to learn to flow more with just being in the experience of having those people around and whatnot, then our lives don't determine on events matching what we wish them to be. And rather, we can open ourselves to enjoying what is happening. And so when we open ourselves up and we release our expectations as to how things are, quote, supposed to be, then if we don't have expectations of how things are supposed to be, then we can't ever be disappointed and upset because we weren't laying out groundwork for the way things were supposed to be. And this is more of a detached way of experiencing life, and I use the word detached in the fact that we're not attaching ourselves to particular outcomes. And when we do that, it might seem like, well, then, why do anything in life? But I tell you that when you get into that space of just going with the flow and accepting and appreciating everything that comes into your experience, then when some, whenever anything comes into your experience, you can accept it more fully and be more appreciative for that thing being in your experience. And from that space, you can appreciate that thing and that experience as if it were the thing you were expecting and now your expectations are being fulfilled because you can give it all of your love and all of your appreciation and all of your joy. Oh, yes. Brian, that is a perfect definition. So often you read in all of the writings about attachment and detachment, and that was a perfect explanation and 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 basically i guess the place i am is i am detaching from fear and attaching to love and i'm looking i I, i'm recognizing gee that didn't serve anything and you know getting to that place where you think gee does that serve me to say that in fact did i just embarrass myself even though other people may just be going on, because that's the normal way in our society to be fear-driven, to striving for your place in the room and being recognized. But it, it's not 
what I need anymore. I'm just as content to listen to other people talk about what's happening in their lives and to talk about my life in positive terms. And so, yes, detachment, attachment, perfect explanation. How about you, Viv? Is there anything you would like to add to this? I'm thinking that either we have a slow connection or not. And um, so I'm going to, we'll, we'll keep moving on here and talking. Fear. So what is fear? How would you describe fear, Brian? Well, there's a couple of acronyms for fear. And one of the favorite acronyms that I like is F-E-A-R, False Evidence Appearing Real. In other words, here's a, I've, I've shared this story before, and I'll share it again. And it will give a wonderful idea and concept and something that we can wrap our minds around to how we dictate our experience in life and make up stories that we then react to and respond to that can, of course, make us feel good at times, but at the same time can make us feel bad at times. And before I share the story, I want to say that when we're in that detached state that I spoke of earlier, then we're enjoying all of life because we can't be ever let down because we don't have expectations as to how life, quote, should be. And so the story is, there was this farmer who was poor, and he only had one horse to help him to plow his fields. And one day, his horse escaped and ran away. And so he was left without any help to help him plow his fields and plant his seeds and grow his food and survive. And all the village people came to him with their condolences <laughs> and let him know how unfortunate the situation was and said, how sorry we are for you. And the farmer simply replied and said, we'll see. And then a few days later, the horse returned. And wild horse tailing him. And next thing the farmer knew, he had plenty of horses, five or six. And all the village people came and said, what a fortunate turn of events. How lucky you are. And the farmer simply replied, we shall see. And then a few days later, his son, while trying to tame the horses, was bucked off one of the wild horses and broke his leg. And all the village people came to give their condolences and offer saying what a, a misfortunate incident. And the farmer simply said, we shall see. And then a few weeks later, the emperor of the land declared war and came to get, get, collect all the young men in the village. And alas, they couldn't take his son because he had broken his leg. And all the village people came and said, Wow, what a fortunate situation that he broke his leg and that he might not now lose his life in, in war. And the farmer said, All of you people, with your judging and saying what is good and what is bad, without knowing all the story, so often we are analyzing life and dictating to ourselves what is good and what is bad. And all the while, we don't know what is to come next. 
And when we can start to get into that space of just accepting things as they come along, knowing that life is always in our best interest, or we could say the universe is always in our best interest, and flow with that and know that that will be the experience, then we'll experience more peace and more joy with all the events that take place in our lives. So for me, fear, false evidence appearing real. We see one thing and we judge it as another and give ourselves an experience based on our judgment, which might not be the actual experience taking place at all. Yes. Yes. That's very well said. Very well said. We're in a a um, situation where we are more used to fear and more comfortable with fear than we are without it. And so if, I I know that this because when I first accepted that I was a heightened sixth sensor, I went through this period of laying hands on people. And um, what was so interesting about that was as I would touch people, I would be able to identify where they carried their fear and then I and and still can. I mean, it's not like it's something that's passed, but it's just not something I do very often anymore. But and then I would try to pull that fear away to give people a sense of peace, of just living in the moment and feeling. I love this word safe. Because the only moment that we need to be safe in is the one we're in. And if we could all set aside all of our fear of being unsafe and just feel safe in the moment, that's when the people would be able to set down their weapons and pick up plowshares. Because just being safe, if you're focusing on your safety, you have no desire to to reach out to call, interfere with someone else's safety. But in any event, as you're going through this process of of feeling okay with things right now in the moment, as you're identifying your fears and letting them go, as you replace your sense of fear with glassine images of your future, perfect just as it is, then you're on, you've made a long, long step on the journey to peace. But what would happen is I would take people's hands, I would pull away their fear-driven and I could see this this glowing sense of peace, but I also could see in their eyes discomfort. And I can honestly say to you that 99.9% of the time, people took back their fear, their stresses, their strains in life, forsaking peace and safety because they were more comfortable living with fear 
than they were with peace. So we as humans, from the moment we're born, are naturally attracted to fear, to chaos. And that's one of the challenges of being a divine spirit in a human form is leading, getting into a combo dance and getting the steps down to where the human can let go of fear and embrace peace offered by the divine being, the divine side of their being. I think the way that we get rid of that fear, as I've alluded to earlier, is to stop concluding things in our experience to be one thing or another and simply know that life is ever unfolding. And you see, in our minds, we have this idea of getting to some goal, finishing off something. But life is eternal. Life is infinite and never ends. And so our experience of life is eternally flowing and moving and going. And so there is no resting point. Mm -hmm. There is no ending point. So life is a constant journey. So like that story I shared of the farmer who continued to say, we shall see. We cannot come to conclusions and say, this is this and this is this forever. Because the next moment, the next event, could change our whole outlook on how we see and therefore experience things. And so to keep an open mind, to say more, well, this is what I'm seeing, and it sure looks like this is the outcome, but I'm open to whatever's to come next. And then we live a more hopeful experience, especially when we lose hope because of certain events. And we're open to flowing into the next movement, to the next moment, which can be a more happier and joyful and peaceful one. Yes, yes. You know, uh, I have, uh, I I love the saying, and I and when I find myself getting near chaos, I I I tend to say, "Thank you for everything, just the way it is." You know, gratitude and acceptance, knowing that we are not all-knowing. And it really goes back to that kernel that, that everything is going to move forward. And I, I, I know that I've said this before. But before our soul joined our human body, I firmly believe using human terms and, and modern terms, it was as though all that this, this being, this human being could experience, was played out on a um, screen. It, was, it took seconds. It just took seconds for this spiritual being, this soul, to see and feel every choice that could be made, r- good, bad, ugly. Because, friends, there's nothing written in stone. There's nothing that says that, you know, X, Y, Z is going to happen. And so once the choice is made, 
And there are times we're making choices constantly. Then we become the best being that we can be for all of the choices and experiences we have lived. The most that we can be. Good, bad, and or indifferent. Because we needed everything to get to this place where we are now. And more importantly, when we agreed to take on this human form, we believed in our mind that we could live this human form and never, ever attach ourselves to human fears to the point where we would forget who we are and who other people are. And yet the Hindus call that the the maya, and I believe we mentioned that word probably two or three weeks ago. That's the veil. This There's this shimmering, crystalline, that's my word for the day, veil. And it makes everything on the other side look just a little bit distorted. And it seems the epitome of ego to believe that if you remove the veil that you are a divine being and that all of this is happening just as it should and that you are safe. So instead, in perhaps that's on some level the epitome of what Maya is about, people forget they are safe. They forget their inner divinity and they take affront at those who remember. How dare you think that you are God, that you are a part of God. No matter how many times, how many places, we're all reminded that we are God's children. We are all reminded we come in God's image. People forget that. And instead, that And that supports this human tendency to not thank, give thanks for everything just as it is, but instead to believe that everything just as it is, is on some level reflective of a judgment about what each person deserves, as Brian's story talked about. And so... People can justify having huge wealth and not sharing because they believe that uh, they are, are blessed in God's eyes and God sees them as more. And yet, it is through sharing that they will really know what real wealth is. But there's no shame in having wealth and there's no shame in not having wealth because each soul has come to this planet to experience something different and interacting, interlocking with each other to provide life experiences that will help the other person reach his or her objective. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. And we all knew that there would be things happening in our lives 
that would not be positive and that there would be times when we did not respond. By positive, I mean loving, not denied. Let me take it back. We all knew that there would be times in our lives when we would experience unloving conduct and also that we would have the choice of whether we would act in love or not before we ever joined this form. But it's right now, today, it's the only time you have, and right now, each second of today, and of tomorrow, and of the next day, it's only in the now that you are defined. We have another caller, Brian. Did you want to say something before I bring that person on? Oh, that was fantastic, please. Have another guest. Thank you. The caller is from area code 905. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? Great this is Mara. Who is? Uh, well, thank you. And and your name? My name is Dream Master. And hi, uh, Dream Master. How you doing? And welcome. It's Dennis. Dennis. Yes. Doing very well, Dennis. And Brian is on the is here also. Thank you for calling in. How are you today? Well, I'm great. Brian, how are you doing? Wonderful. How are you, Dennis? Good to see you. Good. Great words. Great words. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm just uh, so happy and glad that um, you know we're all expanding um, together. Yeah. Yeah. We are. We are all on a different level. In, in plane per se, um, and many others that um, you know don't even know what we're talking about. But um, you know, yeah, we are in a shift. Um, what I believe, and um, you know, and finally, um, you know, and it's beautiful. Um, we have you know a, a global uh, awakening consciousness um, happening uh, right now as we live, yes. and breathe. Yes. You know, and it's absolutely phenomenal. And we're all feeding each other and helping to raise each other's vibration and energy as we continue to stay in that consciousness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yesterday I went to Amazon because I have a friend who really likes Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. And um, Wayne Dyer, in my mind, is very men tend to really like his writings and I'm good because they resonate for men and so I wanted to buy my friend something from Wayne Dyer and I was so excited to see that he is writing and and now he has his CDs and stuff of his books and all that he writes about are things that we are talking about here you and I Brian that and I haven't read any of those books you know like getting rid of excuses a topic that we talked about and I thought how miraculous that we are all connected to this this beautiful timber of love. This loving echo, you know, vibration is going on. And that if you just open yourself and receive it, it doesn't matter what place you are, whether you're, we're all equal. We're all equal in our journeys. And so I, I found it a great affirmation. Uh, thank you for everything just as it is, knowing that now and again, don't you guys find that you need to have an affirmation from uh, love, from God, that 
you're headed in the right path. You're doing what you should be doing. Uh, I think it's part of the human fear, this desire for affirmation. But nevertheless, it's there. And I certainly had mine there yesterday. And he actually, the reason I thought of it was, Dennis, he has a book called The Shift. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's like I always think of uh, the Wizard of Oz uh, when they say the Wicked Witch is dead. It's it's like Ding Dong, the Antichrist is dead. <laughs> yep. You know. Well, it's funny. You know? I, yeah. I was talking with a friend um, last night, as a matter of fact, and um, we concurred uh, between each other um, yes. that the more. Uh, because, um, you know, with universal energy, um, you know, you have positive and negative. You need a balance between the two. Um, and, you know, we all hold a certain amount of or acknowledge um, and recognize negativity within this universe or universal energy source consciousness that it does exist, that uh, the more and more... Um, people that are waking up and becoming uh, positive, um, the more intense at the same time uh, negativity will um, grow within individuals within this planet, um, which is, um, you know, unfortunate, but it's um, true and it's um, natural, uh, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, there will be a crustifix where um, that it will um, be so evident where you know, um, people that that uh, really can't see or are awake, uh, it will become evident to them. Um, but yeah, it is um, quite something to behold and to see and to experience and to actually live through right now. What do you think about that, Brian? Well, I do. Say, I do agree that there are some negative tendencies in people. But I, I have a tendency to feel that that's more of what I was speaking about earlier about fear, about how we build fear for ourselves. To me, all that really truly exists in the universe is nothing but wholeness and goodness and positivity because there's only one thing truly out there, and that thing is God. However you describe God, that is truly all that there is. And we're making false gods or anti-gods in our own experience, in our own consciousness, as we judge and try to dictate what things are in life. And so as we stop declaring what things are prematurely and just open ourselves up to the flow of the universe and energies, I think we'll all naturally find ourselves in coming into that space of no, more, no longer being in conflict and being at one. And so the way I would say it is that all of the reason why people have a tendency to show more negativity as more people get into a positive state and it seems like the polarities are splitting and being more apparent is just simply because those who wish to create their own experience, which is not one of natural positivity, are feeling as though they are being forced into something. And as we know, whenever you feel like you're being forced into something, you resist and you kick and scream and you fight. So they for themselves are building a more negative experience. 
Right. But because our natural experience, without trying to do anything, is one of positivity and peace, we will all, every single human being, every single entity in the entire universe, will eventually come to know themselves truly, which is a space of positivity, of oneness and completeness. Right. There, there, there will come that time, and there will be that point. Um, how far do you feel? A, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's important that um, we recognize that all all human beings, um, you know, are are encased by a divine soul, and all of them are awake to a degree. And and that explains their intuitions, their coincidences that they're manifesting in their lives. Everyone is awake to a degree. And I think it's very important when we're all talking that we're fortunate that our six senses are so alive that we can feel the vibrancy of the other side, you know, that, that we can feel the hand of God. But we do not want to become engaged in us and them thinking, which is really a hidden, very subtle form of fear-driven thinking, too, or creating a special group, those who feel and know they're connected to God and those who don't feel it. Because the reality is, and I think Brian said it a moment ago, we all are connected to God, and we all have the capability. Some just vibrate faster. Some are just here as teachers and leaders. And and dream, uh, or Dennis, I've noticed, uh, I always read what people write at the end of the show, and I've noticed the quality of thinking that you have, and I know that that you are a leader and a teacher in this regard. But the when we see negativity, I liked what you said when you were saying that, you know, it's something you accept is inevitable, but also it's something that we, we need to to just role model through. Just role model through rather than than looking at ourselves as as enhanced or enlightened. Just send love to that person that they know the truth that we know. No, I agree. And 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 I think that's the challenge because it's this us and them thinking. I don't know, Pink Floyd had a song. You both are probably too young to know, yeah. but no, us, I, I us, know. us us and them. them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're all just ordinary men in and out, you know, up and down. And the idea being that as it's just we're all equal. The enlightened, the unenlightened. Those on the journey, those who haven't quite put their foot down yet to start it. Uh, you know, we're all equal no matter what our journeys are. And that is the cataclysmic realization. When we can accept that everyone is equal, no matter their status in life, that will rock, in my opinion, that will rock the uh, this planet. Because when people start feeling enough and equal, then they can step past their judgment fears they don't they can they don't have to have a phone call on their birthday or a birthday present. It's enough right. just to be where they are. Right. 
Um, but I was, what I was just saying <clears throat> is it is just uh, unfortunate at this time where that there are a lot of individuals that don't see, quote-unquote, the big picture and that they live their lives feeling as though that this is it and this is all that they have. And I thought I heard mention earlier in regards to monetary um, uh, supplements or, or, or um, um, caches that um, you know individuals uh, possess that they feel as though that they are uh, more comfortable um, mm -hmm. in society uh, with their money. Um, but, um, you know, that's far from the truth. And, uh, you know, there, there are, and, you know, please, um, you know, correct me if you feel as though, uh, you know, I'm um, off track here. But, um, you know, there are many, many people that live, Nine to five, and um, and uh, cannot uh, see beyond the paycheck. That's all. Mm -hmm. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. I would I would agree with you, and yeah, I think there are. I would I would just offer really quick. Kind of what I've been mentioning, kind of as a theme about the show, is I agree with you completely, Dennis. That on one level, from one vibration or one frame of mind, we can very much notice and agree that that is unfortunate. But on a, on a very another level, kind of like that story I shared at the beginning of the show, is we shall see. As we release our judgments from saying something is unfortunate or shouldn't be the way it is, and then the next moment we could experience and from what many people are talking about, 2012 being a gigantic global shift. So just down the way, we could experience all of those people simultaneously having a shift in awareness and a shift of desires as to how they wish to experience life. Next thing you know, money doesn't become the number one reason for living and going out there each morning to collect, doing a job that you might totally hate. But hey... At least I'm being compensated with the way that I choose to be compensated or feel is the reward for my hard work. And we start to make that shift to realizing that being at peace is the number one thing that matters. And from there, we can create anything that's right. and without limitation. That's and right. so that shift comes just around the corner. Yes, and if you look at just economically the things that have been going on, we we would be foolish people, foolish people if we didn't start realizing that you cannot have mass production of job duty reducing technology and a growing population and not have to work it out somehow. And we have this leveling thing where so many people who were invested in their money and everything else about their money are now suddenly realizing they're just praying to be equal because their challenge for themselves to think equal is what we need to pray for them because their challenge is that they failed because of the whole investment culture of the world. But the reality is 
that was coming, not just because of Wall Street and housing, but we are being pushed to a realization that we don't have enough jobs for everyone who wants to work, to work eight hours a day, very much the way they were pushed to that realization back in the the 20s and 30s that they needed to take two days out of the seven-day work week, so they reduced it down to five. Now we're, we're looking at this, is 40 hours, is that too much? And yeah, it is. We don't have enough jobs to have people work 40 hours. And so we're redefining how we think about work, and as we do that redefinition, we are going to have to redefine the leisure time because you you don't just work eight hours an hour and commute either way so that's ten you only have to worry about fourteen hours of your day and eight of it you're going to sleep so you have very little left but if we reduce the work day down to five hours or six hours or four hours because everyone has deserves the dignity of being able to provide for themselves and uh, this whole workaholism is should people be working 9 to 10 at night? Because by working 9 to 10 at night, they basically are depriving another person of a job. And so we need to move toward an enlightened attitude about leisure and an, an enlightened attitude about not working, taking our thoughts away from the working, and we are being forced to do that. Yeah, I was, I was min- get, uh, into that with Brian earlier, but uh, yeah, I just got to put the phone down right now, Nara. Uh, I'll be yes. right back, just one second. Okay, certainly. But, um, you know, we're in that situation where there aren't enough jobs, folks. That's not going to get any better. And so we need to now, that is going to push us to the place of realizing that every person is unique and is a beautiful glistening star in in the whole the whole gem of life that we are glistening facet and we can't define ourselves just by our work it's work is is too important it's got for human beings right now we need to cut down and interface downtime, meditation time in my mind. All right, so you don't want to meditate. Let's just interface time where you're not uh, focused on work and TV. I mean, what, think about it. Is that how we want to spend the rest of our lives? You know, working four hours and then watching TV for 14? Well, I, maybe that's wrong. Yeah, that's right. I think it is. Yeah, anyway, right. Brian... Yes. Um, I um, dream often. And, yes. Um, and I've been places where a lot of other people um, haven't been. My opinion, yes. I'm going to go out on a limb right now. Yes. And I'm going to say that um, where we are going, um, there is no money. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do learn. Right. But the way we live is symbiotic within each other, where that we look after each other, and Mm -hmm. there is no famine, there is no sickness or disease, there is no worry, 
there is no blame and like Brian was saying it's um it's just well I'll say it's just loving and miraculous and blissful mm -hmm. and true and open and wholehearted and yes. just intertwining within each individual's energies and it is it is a magnificent place to be um, you know many people um, you know like I've talked to a few people but um, most I won't <laughs> because, mm -hmm. you know they'll have their own opinions but uh, but but for me and I'm sure you both would uh, have uh, a thought on this is that um, you know where we live right now is 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 just a, such a, a small 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 minuscule period time in our quote unquote life that we live and um, and and it's almost almost well for me unfathomable uh, to even conceive but it is true and I've been there and you know and it's just just awesome you know like like <laughs> what 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 I do myself Brian Nar what I do myself when I live and breathe this air on this planet, you know, I, I give to my fellow man, and, and I, I do what I can when I can do it. You know, I'm not going to cross lines. I'm not going to step over borders. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I don't push. You know, I, I accept, you know, and, and trust, love, you know, the whole thing, you know, the whole gambit. Um, but, uh, you know, like the the sun that you see in the sky right now, or if it's nighttime where you are right now, you know the moon that you see in the sky is is what we can see. But um, there is so much more. Well, that's why I've connected with nature since I was a child. My my children do as well. Um, and you know it's just remarkable. It's absolutely fantastic what is being given to us. And, you know, humans, for me, with the way I see it and feel it, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, and, and, and I don't mean to come back to that uh, they-we thing, okay? They're they, we are we, right? But, you know, we all share yeah. the same space, right? But, um, but it's just absolutely fantastic. And I love it, and it's beautiful, and, yeah, sorry, <laughs> if you want to comment on that. Because we could go further. Well, no, I, I think I I agree with what you're saying, and I think that um, I love the definition or the excuse me, that's probably not the right word, the description that you give of where where we're going. And Brian, I extended the time out so that we have another thirty minutes here because this is such Ooh, an enlightening cool. conversation. Thanks. I hope that's okay for you. Thank you. Yeah, um, and I agree with you, Dan. Thank you. I do too, Dennis. And and you know what? There, 
there there are so many places you can find it in just about every religious text and spiritual philosophy that we are the body and the body is one and the description that you were given giving of, of how, where we are going is, is is so truly beautiful because i think the problem i have always had is if if you can look at man like that game operation the way it used to be where it was just this giant man well that's all of us together make that one man if if we would want to say that and so when we judge a part we are judging a part of ourselves and so when we we engage in in uh, conduct or make choices that that expose others to poor health <coughs> pardon me as you were describing famine to others to not have food others to have disease uh, all of those choices were hurting the whole when we hide medicine i mean there are many medicines that that pharmaceuticals i don't want to get political here yeah, no, but they're they're yeah, there are many medicines that pharmaceutical companies could release that would expand life forever but and would make life so much simpler. But by doing that, they would cut down on the need to buy the Zolofts and the Prevacids and all of the other things, statin drugs that they have out there. So they don't want to go with those drugs. Let's keep with the more profit motive. And there's enough food for people. There is no reason for people Not to be hungry. Well, but yes. Yeah, and Somalia is, you know, I live in the farm belt where our little valley makes enough, grows enough food to feed one-third of the nation, and we are like the top of the world in rice production. So if you can, if you accept that concept, then if that's what's coming from here, there's more coming elsewhere. Why do we have hungry people? And And so when we see... It is a connection to ourselves and deciding, okay, which one of your fingers is not worthy? You know, which one of your fingers is not equal to the others? That you're willing to chop it off with judgment. So I really appreciated what you said. Brian. Yes, Ma. Did you want to say something? <laughs> you know, I'm passing the baton. If, if Brian, yeah, sorry. If 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 Brian uh, wants to collect uh, or whatnot, if he's got uh, something to say right now or whatnot, um, you know, I I just want to add to what he just said. Please do. Go ahead. All right. Is um is because you know, and that we were talking about positive and negative energies and yes. uh, positive beings and negative beings. Um, you know, the negative beings uh, being uh, government and uh, pharmaceuticals and. We're, you know, like I really don't like to get into that too much because uh, it is real and it is, you know, the powers that be, um, you know, uh, whatnot. You know, again, I'm not going to get into it really too much, but um, yeah, they uh, inhibit the um, the the, uh, the transgression, should I say, or the uh, transformation of human planetary consciousness uh, because they want to keep a grip on it and they want to put fear into people um, mm-hmm. that aren't as per se um, if I could allow myself to say uh, as awakened as others might be and they will use their power to subdue those that are you know quote unquote lesser 
and um, it, it really, again, is unfortunate, and, uh, you know, this is the time that we live in, and, you know, like, ever since I was five years old, four years old, I've always wanted global peace, and nobody should starve, you know, I remember my dad saying at the dinner table, you know, I'm starving, I'm starving, he said, no, you're not starving, the children in Ethiopia are starving, you're hungry, said, okay, I understand that, okay, thanks, dad, um, but, uh, yeah, the, the the people in third world don't need to be starving. They don't need to have bloated bellies. They, you know, it's, it's, there's too much, too much politics, too much I'm the man. And unfortunately, that's what has been happening for hundreds of years, if not thousands. Um, but now it's different. And this is a different time where they, the power that be, per se, um, are recognizing the fact that, um, if I may, um, us spiritual or awakened or enlightened or way showers um, are starting to get together. Um, and thank you, government, for uh, the internet. Um, but, um, you know, we are becoming stronger and the consciousness is becoming more evident and and you cannot really deny it. Like the government and even the scientific community is really looking into this, even though it's not anything that you can touch or see or feel or taste or see or whatnot, any of our known senses, but it is here and it is now and it is happening. I'm sorry, I was just ranting a little bit, so go ahead, Brian. If you no, <laughs> no, you were fine. You were fine and you weren't ranting. And I think that um, I, I personally made a joke, but not so much of a joke, about, I don't know, this show's been on for two years, so it must have been a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, about how they have just decided that people who um, have, who are seers, people who have heightened six senses, are really having epileptic seizures, and so of course the way to deal with that is to drug us, and and so it's like stay away from me with your needles. And so I understand that. I don't think it's necessarily conspiracy theorists. We, those of us who are enlightened, do not serve the world order as it currently exists. And and we are we are saying to people, you can manifest, and they can. And we are saying to people, you can you can make change through love, and it begins with you. And that there is. There is a divine order that exceeds anything that the fear-driven, power-seeking, money-driven world order that we currently live in, uh, in in potential, and each one of us is open to that. And and when when you invite anyone to manifest into their lives, every person is going to manifest based upon their vision of their life. And and so it's it's truly um, a remarkable uh, remarkable time that I, I know that I I have come back as a heightened sixth sensor in other lives, and I also know that I know in this life I will go on the record as saying this that I have never expected to live a full life because I am different. <laughs> you are now, though. And, 
Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, it's wonderful to find other people who are coming out and speaking out and knowing that um, it, it, it's, it's miraculous that we are saying everyone is equal, that everyone is worthy, mm-hmm. that everyone is okay. And, and it's, it's a huge, huge realization. We're no longer burning people at the stake who dare to suggest equality, who dare to suggest that we should worship nature, uh, that we should respect nature, which is made up of the same elements as man. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you explain these things if you aren't open? And so um, I hear what you're saying. Brian, did you want to touch in here? Is there something that you've been feeling that you would like to say that you haven't had a chance? Sorry, Brian. No, that's okay. I would just continue to say that in the overall scheme of things, all these things that are coming to our awareness are actually, you know, with the advent of the Internet and being able to speak freely, such as we are right here and right now, with this just open forum and open discussion and open conversation is a beautiful thing because we're seeing through the veil, we're seeing through the lies, mm-hmm. and we're able to, like Mara was just saying, speak of them without being crucified and thrown up on a cross or burned up the stake or whatever. And it, uh, to me, it just is a wonderful sign that things are changing and for the good. Mm-hmm. And I just look forward to more of the positivity and more of the change for the better. Yes. That's it. Yes, they it are. It is glorious and beautiful. Yes. Yes. It is. It's a, it's a wonderful awakening, reawakening. A reawakening and a remembrance as we as we come together with one another, and it doesn't matter that we all awaken at the same tempo. Um, what matters no, is matter. that we we keep in mind that we are all basically feeling the same timber through our bodies. It's just that some vibrate faster, recognize the tempo. Some are just learning to dance. Right. And it's a beautiful thing. It is. And, it truly, and what, truly is. What is so wonderful is that there are more and more looking for the same thing, wondering what it is that, <laughs> it's hard to say or describe, put into words um, you know like scientists are trying to grasp uh, consciousness energy conscious energy right now um, it, it, it's, it's just intriguing and you know for both just the concept will slip through their fingers because they just can't wrap their hand around it and hold on to it um, but it is something that is real, and for me, you cannot discount it. It is real, and for Brian and Mario, I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, that um, you know, it's undeniable, and um, and more and more people are getting closer to um, that per se realization. Um, you know, and it might feel odd at first and uh, quirky, 
um, if you might say, or um, even odd. Uh, might have said that already. Um, but um, yeah, it's just uh, incredible. You know, like everybody does well, their I own think thing in their own own way. Sorry, Brian, go ahead. I think that the reason that, as we all know, um, the energy really can't be explained, and that is because you can't define the undefinable. It can only be experienced within oneself. And then to try to define it into words and concepts becomes impossible. We might be able to get close to where we can speak and say, oh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But the true understanding, the true true connection comes from deep within. This is an experience that we were speaking of that can only truly be connected to within oneself and experienced within oneself. And then from there, we can live from that place and through that place. But we'll never be able to speak about it truly in its truest form. That's right. We can try (laughs) to to the best of our avails. uh, We can try until we're blue in the face. Yeah. Absolutely. But you need to personally, you know, I can tell you what it feels like to me. I can tell you about my hot hands. I can tell you about the sensation I have in my temporal lobes. I can tell you all of those things, but until you personally experience what I experience, it is just words. And and then when you have experience, it transcends everything. And it, it, it helps you know, and I know, I know. And I know that if I would die tomorrow, I'm okay, I'm safe. What I'd like to suggest is that, Brian, uh, Dennis, unless there was something more that you wanted to say, that, that Brian and I will pull our group together in a closing meditation here. And um, we do so appreciate your speaking with us today. Um, I'll let you continue, and um, I'll okay. hang up the phone. And uh, I really appreciate your time, and uh, thank we- you for uh, sharing it with me. We appreciate your thoughts. Thank you for sharing them with us, and we hope that you come back. All right. Thank you. Thank you you for for joining the show, Dana. It was a pleasure. Thank Thank you. Thank you. We'll connect again. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, Brian, I'm going to, we have just about 16 minutes left in the show here, and I'm going to put on, um, I think in light of all we were saying a few minutes ago, Pathless Journey by Daniel Kobiaka would be good. And if I may just have just a few minutes of that to start, and then if you will take us um, forward in meditation, I would appreciate it. Sure. And just to let you know, I've only got about, I can only remain for about five more minutes as I get to church right after this. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Well, Brian, maybe you want to start then. Okay. So as we've been speaking throughout the show, we're coming to a space and an awareness of simply letting go of all of our preconceived notions that seem to dictate our experience and tell us what life is like. And this experience, as we all know very well, 
fluctuate. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. And what we really truly desire is to simply be at peace and at ease and at comfort, knowing that all of our worries are taken care of. And that is a space for balance. So let us spend the next few moments in that very place, balancing out our energies and allowing ourselves to flow with the moment. And I tell you, without all of our judgment, every moment is completely balanced in and of itself. And the only question ends up being, are we allowing ourselves to be in alignment with, balanced with, and flowing with the moment as it is? So let's close our eyes now and begin to breathe slowly and deeply. And allow yourself this time now to simply let go into the moment and flow with it. Be at peace with it. And know that within you and all around you, all is well. And so as we breathe, let us bring our attention completely and fully now to the breath. Taking deep inhalation and exhalation. Leaving your cares, worries, and anxieties behind. And coming now into this space. Feel the ease and comfort. And know you put inside yourself that all is well. Feel the truth of these words within you. Focus on them. And as you focus on them, feel them expanding within you. And as you feel this expansion, I want you to see in your mind's eye a ball of white, goldish light, beginning to formulate in the center of your chest. And as you visualize this ball of energy expanding with each breath, feel beauty and the intensity of the energy expanding along with the ball. And feel the energies within inside yourself expanding along with this ball. Feeling yourself coming into alignment at peace with this moment, with this energy, and with this space. Knowing that with each passing moment, all is well, 
all is as it should be. And continue to feel this energy expanding out, growing larger in size to the size of a beach ball, expanding out beyond your chest, beyond your back, as it continues to expand up beyond your head, down into your lower body, until it grows to, to where it is encircling you and encompassing you with a sweet, smooth rhythm and vibration of love and light, of peace and joy. And along with it comes a deep sense of well-being. This is the space without conflict. This is the space where joy is truly experienced. And let us remain in this space for the next few moments, soaking it up and allowing it to become a full and complete part of ourselves.
as you blow out, I want you to blow out knowing I am enough. That all of the things that are happening in life now are happening to provide an opportunity for you to move forward fully invested in your spiritual self. Fully at peace. Letting go of the judgments of the parts as successful and failures. Pack up those things. All of that into your bag. And instead, fill yourself with energy and breath, air, knowing that you are one with all that is. You are enough. No choices you have made were unnecessary to bring you to the place where you are now. You are a perfect reflection of all that you have lived. There is nothing you need fear. Rather, you need only, and you should only, bad word, should, you need only believe that you are enough. And know that you are safe. No matter what happens, if you are alive, the next moment is yours to capture and define as you choose it to be. Let's put our last package into our bag, our last package of fear, our last success that we allow define us. Let's let go of the days from the past that were our highlights and our lowlights. Putting those into our bag and instead, let us embrace our now knowing that we are safe. And each and every one of us is enough just as we are. And now, as you release your breath, imagine your breath as a magnified breath and blow into the bag. And in front of you, the bag is going to begin to become light, like feathers, like a balloon lifting up. And as you breathe in, I am safe. And as you breathe out, I am enough. Blow your air into the bag. And now, let's release the bag full of all of our past definitions of us into the world, into the universe. And we see them rising up on their own, moving up, and the sky is cluttered with bags of past definitions. And now let us remember that each and every one of us 
as a fresh start right now. A perfect moment right now. I'd like you to reach out and take the hand of God as you define God to be on your right. Breathing in, I am safe. And as you breathe in, remember the feeling of having God's hand in your hand. Yes, there's enough of God to hold everyone's hand and to be with you always. Remember the feeling of holding God's hand as you go about your day today. Breathing in, I am safe. Breathing out, I am enough. Know that you are a part of a whole and remember that in everyone that you see. Peace be with you, my friends. Peace be with you as you're breathing in. I am enough and breathing out. I am whole. Breathing in, I am safe. Breathing out, I am enough. Breathing in, I am safe. And remembering the feeling of holding the hand of God as you go forth today. Allow your life to be love-driven. Fill the balloons with your fears as they come upon you and release them. Let them go. Because the fears are not real. What is real is you are an agent of love. You are enough. You are safe. You are uniquely created, divinely inspired. Peace be with you now and always. Until next Sunday, namaste.